0: What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life and balance where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live. And we replace it with powerful, easy to use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. Hello everybody, welcome, welcome. This is Elaine and Kathy with Still Human. We have an amazing guest today. If you're new to us, Kathy Keegan and I are both coaches with comedic backgrounds, and we started this podcast because we wish there were so many things we wish we had known when we started our our coaching businesses and we were in these crazy big masterminds and there were a lot of things that sort of slipped through the cracks. So we wanted to share our embarrassing stories and our vulnerable stories and all the mistakes we made along the way so that you know wherever you are in your journey, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're thinking about it, you've been one, but you're struggling, like wherever you are, you know you're not alone and that there you can have some fun too. So that's why we started it. Welcome, welcome. If you're an old listener, yay. And I want to tell you about our amazing, amazing guest today. She is what I call a badass boss lady she is so in her power she has done lots of different things and she is a powerful coach and she is my experience of her is like she is obsessed with knowledge and how the brain works and human potential. So that's one reason I love hanging out with her because I just learned so much every time she just opens her mouth. So Lisa Danforth, welcome. Welcome. We're so happy that you're here. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Oh my gosh. I'm like sitting over here blushing. Could you repeat that again? Because that was... <laughs> <laughs> in. Thank you. Yay, I'm so excited good this conversation. I have no doubt it will be a lot of fun.
2: That's well, so good to see you. So good to have you. And, you know, you really do embody its true badassery here. And I and I think that's, I mean, because there's a lot of talk about that, but the what you've been through and your many years in your own career and then developing your business here, it's really remarkable to see what you've accomplished over the years. And you bring such an energy. The other thing that I want to say is that this may sound counterintuitive or I say counterintuitive, but one of her big things is the pause. Mm-hmm. P-A-U-S-E, for our, for our cat lovers and dog lovers, I'm so sorry, but pause. And- would What do
0: you mean you- pause? Like, take a moment and stop talking?
2: Are you kidding? What are you, I don't know what you're saying, I, I don't- Stop thinking. <laughs> right.
1: What? Exactly. I do the same, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be pausing here.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and I just heard a statistic that, you know, Americans, when we talk, there's no space in between our conversation. And the recommendation is if you're a teacher and you're asked, if you're an educator of some sort, you let five seconds pass. And if you're just in conversation, you let three seconds pass, which sounds like a lifetime. Oh, wow. And when you're coaching, you let five minutes pass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in that uncomfortable space, it's okay.
0: That's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I love coaching because I just feel like so many people have never been listened to without the other person having an agenda. Yes.
1: We need to listen more with the intent to understand rather than being understood. And so often we're listening with the intent of a yeah, but you don't understand or bringing our story to the table when, and not listening to the other person. And It it gets in the way of us having productive, loving, and caring relationships and nurturing relationships. We truly do need to pause before getting into action.
0: I love it. I love it, Lisa. So can you tell us a little bit how you – I know you you were a caterer, you ran (laughs) businesses, you raised kids, and then – have you always been into personal development and brain stuff, or tell us a little bit about your story?
1: Yes, I, I would have to say I've always been into it. I was always that friend that people sh- would say you should be a therapist. I just love <laughs> to listen to what's going on for other people. A because I know that the the joy it brings me, like when someone's truly listening to me, when someone is fully present, and it's about what I have going on, that just, it feels so good. But I think so often we go through life and we don't feel seen and we don't feel heard. And then we start to kind of dim our light. So for me, I'm a 30 year, which I cannot believe, that just sort of freaks me out. 30 year entrepreneur and I've had five different businesses. Uh, The first one was, was when I was in college, I started a professional cleaning company so I could work around my schedule and make good money. I moved to Vermont. Oh, my
0: God. In college? In college. Like, I was chasing beer and boys. And you were like, let me start my own company.
1: Yeah, I was oh, the kid wow. in high school that brought the six-pack of tab to the parties, right? No one really, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily the fun one, but there, everyone wanted to hang out with me so I could drive them home. So
2: I was listening to my favorite depression songs and eating Carob because I thought that was a good substitute for chocolate. So we all have different backgrounds. Yeah, this is- I love it.
1: So I I had that. I moved to Vermont, started a children's work company called Bottom Buddies. We started out with diaper covers and then created a whole clothing line up to the age of seven. We shipped internationally. We had 56 home sewers. And I sold that to one of the home sewers when I was pregnant with my second child. Took a little time off and then started a catering business uh, when my boys were one and three and just sort of worked it around their schedules and my then husband's schedule. And uh, decided to, once the boys got older and I could spend more time focusing on the business than I started really building the business. 2008, when the economy went down, a lot of people can remember that that moment, right? When everyone oh, yes. was struggling financially, I had a lot of requests for higher cost events when I had worked so hard at creating a boutique catering company, a high-end boutique catering company. So I started a completely separate division, a whole different website, all different equipment called Hot Betty Barbecue, which was a blast. I loved it, people called me Betty. They're like, are you Betty? I'm like, you bet I am. <laughs>
0: Am today. Today. I am right now
1: <laughs> and then uh, sold that I let that go after about 14 years um, and just, uh, because I've been trying to do my coaching for 2 years alongside of the catering and cater anyone in the food industry knows how consuming catering is 24/7
0: so yep. I've been
1: doing coaching for gosh I think 8 years now and it is great because I have a diverse background so now I'm a business growth strategist and a leadership coach and to me it's it is um, I will probably do it forever. I don't ever see myself retiring because it is so fulfilling and it's really making space for people to bring their authentic, awkward selves to work, not just pieces of them to start humanizing our work and bringing the whole human to work Uh, because it's we so often leave those pieces and components and it breaks up who we are and how we show up and the relationships that we experience.
0: I love that. Well, I love bottom buddies. That I had a lot of crazy ideas with that one. I got a lot of crazy about that.
1: Calls sounds
0: kinky. I love it, and I love what you said: authentically awkward. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah. You know, it's it's we we take who we are wherever we go, Mm -hmm. and so as you talk about humanizing the workplace, it's so important. Um, and and it's not it's not that much harder. It's the thinking about how hard we think it might be that's harder. There's a lot of thought about the thought, fear of the thing, mm-hmm. as opposed to the moment of having a conversation with somebody, maybe a little bit sooner, or engaging with somebody personally rather than hiding behind something. It takes more energy to hide, or it takes as much energy to hide as it does to have that conversation.
1: Uh, I think it takes even more because we're hiding who we are. We are shoving down components of ourselves because we won't belong if we bring our whole selves. This whole, like I loved coaching, but I remember sitting in Maine lakeside at my family's camp and uh, early morning watching the sunrise over the lake, frozen lake, dead of winter, snow was pink. It was just so pretty. And I'm sipping my coffee, and I read this quote by Brene Brown that says, fitting in is the greatest barrier to belonging. And I literally saw my whole life flash before my eyes. I was like, shoot. I have been fitting in and herein lies the, the, the struggle within my businesses. So the more I've leaned into my authentic, awkward, I am quirky. Like anyone who knows me knows I'm quirky. But the more I lean into it, the more joy I experience, the more impact I can make with my clients who then take that and bring that their impact out. It's exponential, but also more income because I'm just showing up. And we, we can recognize whether it's consciously or subconsciously, If someone's being authentic, right? If someone you're like, I can't quite put my finger on it, but the more I lean into it and, um, be who I am unapologetically, my friendships are deepening. My business is thriving. It's, it is of the utmost importance because listen, this is one big, beautiful life. We're not getting a second chance.
0: Right. Right. This is not a rehearsal. This is my My dad used to say that. So well, I, I love it, Lisa. And, you know, because Kathy and I, we love humor. We love making fun of ourselves. And do you have any, like, crazy story from either coaching or being a caterer? Or, you know, I can't imagine having your own catering business and raising doing life coaching, like, or coaching, well,
2: like, plus raising children.
0: Were you ever just like, "Hello, wh- where am I? Wait, am I at the restaurant?" Like <laughs> exactly,
1: and going through a divorce, right? I, I oh I, had,
0: oh, that sounds really fun.
1: It, it yeah. was, it was a bl- well, it was. Let's just say it was life changing. It was <laughs> <laughs> inspiring, inspiring. Um and it was. It That's was a reframe. On the other end of it, I am grateful for it all because it has gotten me where I am, which is finally understanding more of who I am, so that I can create the impact that I know that I'm, I'm here to make. So in hindsight, yes, uh, in the middle of it, there might have been a few foul words that were said, a little screaming, maybe <laughs> just, you know, but, uh, gosh, you know, it's I, I can't think of any like funny, you know, to, totally funny thing that other than you know how many times that i would make it to an event in the middle of a field with no running water and be like damn i forgot to bring the tea for the coffee and tea and then having to send someone out that just there's always those components within our business
2: that we have in our life that we have to sort of go all right what are we going to do now and then it's your reaction to that right so it's you know in those moments it's sort of well how am i going to handle this Mm -hmm. You know, I could handle it by running around and screaming, oh, my God, there's no water. I can't believe it. Um, (laughs) You know, that I went to a concert this past summer and they needed it was outdoors in a park. And it was a Chicago park with all the things you might expect in a park in the big city. And um, there were a lot of people charging their phones and there was only one outlet. And it was interesting because these guys handled it so smoothly. I was panicking for them. They never panicked. They were like, oh, okay, so there's no electricity. All right, we'll just make a call to the city. You know, and this was an orchestra that was going to play, and they needed a microphone to announce the different numbers and things like that, because outdoors, you can't hear anything. But, you know, I just loved how they were like, yup, and here are all these people around here trying to charge their phones, and then you have the people whose park it is, right? So someone, they live there. That's their home. And so... At one point, some lady starts to walk out and everybody just stands up and clears the way to let her go. It's her place, we're in her yard, you know? And it's just so interesting, these different dynamics and people actually can adjust and handle it okay. And it was a great concert, everything went smoothly even though they didn't have what they needed. They made it work.
0: You improvise, yep.
1: And it comes back, for me, it comes back to pause. Everything we do, being intentional, pausing. I love this quote by Viktor Frankl, who is a Holocaust survivor, author, just so much more. Just check him out. His, his quote is, and there's so many, but this, this one, literally, I share all the time, and it, it motivates me and inspires me. It says, he says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. So whether we're choosing action or inaction, our growth and our freedom are truly within there. What are we saying yes to? There's always a trade-off. What are we saying no to? There's always a trade-off. What is it? Is this helping me be the person that I want to be? When we can pause and be intentional and connect to, I always have my clients connect to, you know, what are the three words that describe your highest best self? So that when we're struggling or when we're going into a difficult conversation or maybe we should, I put this in air quotes for those who are listening, we should be working out, that, and but we don't really want to, when we can connect to as a person who. So connecting to those those three words that describe your best self going into meetings, it is amazing mm. how when we pause in those meetings and connect to, our higher best self, or we connect to the outcome that we are wanting from this conversation or how we want the other person to feel. It allows us the space to choose differently, to choose more of what we want and less of what we don't. We continue to do things we don't want to do, continue to get the results we don't want to get. And then we're wondering what the hell is going on.
2: Right. 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 Why am I so ineffective? Right. Well, why did I eat that second piece of cake? Right. And, and so this is, I'm going to, we're going to take a three second pause. So I'm going to start my little clock here so that we know what that's like. So listeners in this three second pause, start to think about what are those three words that would describe you at your best? You know, it's a great moment to do it, but this is how long three seconds is ready. Here we go. Three seconds. Woo! Okay. So now you've amazing. experienced the three seconds and you're right i i use that victor frankel quote every year Love um i it. just i i i feel the same way there's so much power and the power is within mm-hmm. it's not without I mean you're hearing us and hopefully there's some things today because I think um I love all the wisdom bombs you're dropping today Lisa. Yes. There's a lot here so you know and and again please replay the beginning so you can hear how fabulous she is. Um and you can do that too Lisa actually. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> and <laughs> and just these are but the and these are the things. This is the you know so we talk about still human. What does that even mean? It means that <laughs> You know, because we've had some issues. with trying to think of a new name for our podcast <laughs> because like, someone. Th- what
0: are you, alien? Yeah, someone Amplified? thought it was like
2: uh, about accidental death and dismemberment insurance. And that's just such so a niche. Um, that's kind of a little bit of a narrow focus for us since we have no experience in insurance. But still human <laughs> is or death the and fact discomfort. that. What? Oh, for death or death and
0: dismemberment. <laughs> Hopefully. That would not be like a with that
2: Kathy. Well, it's also like which happens first. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, anyway, that's a whole maybe that is a whole show. I don't know. <laughs> but what the still human is and what the still human is, not but and what the still human is, that we bring our whole selves wherever we go. Boom. That's what we do. And it's not easy, and we're telling you we're we're not telling you we're sharing the fact that it isn't easy. You know, if I want, I can be very presentational, right? <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Oh, Lane, you look fabulous, and we all know <laughs> when we're being presented to, and it, we and I for one just don't like it. I just love it when someone is just who they are. You know,
1: yeah, I I love the name of your podcast, and here's why. With the Great Resignation that has been going on, have you heard of the Great Resignation? Yes, <laughs> oh, yes. it is all about what it, for me, what it's all about, and what I've been reading. I'm a voracious reader. Is it is about bringing you know, humanizing work again, bringing our whole selves to work, and it's those soft skills. We have the technical skills down. That my clients, they've got the technical skills that built their business to a certain level, but what we need are those soft skills, those human skills, those communication mm. skills that allow us to show up authentically awkward, that allow us and the people around us the psychological safety to try something new, to be innovative, to say, hey, I love you, you know, or hey, mm. I love you enough to have this difficult conversation. So I think I love your podcast name is spot on for where we're finally moving is finally shifting it up that we are. Humanizing work again. It is. This is not about just showing up and being productive. We can no longer have leadership, management, driving and pushing. In part of my language of being assholes to to right. motivate people. It does not motivate. It demotivates. And when we don't right. have that psychological safety to be human, you will not have an innovative team. And when we don't take care yeah. of our teams, of our employees, of the people around us. That's when business falls apart. Yeah.
2: In relationships. and we had time, um, during this uh period of two years, however many years we're in this, to give that some thought and to realize, wait a minute here, why am I killing myself? Mm-hmm. What for? And and understanding that there's more power when we matter, there's more power when we're motivated, there's more Power in your entire life when you feel that way, when you're coming from a place of being connected with who you are. And you may think it's a luxury. And I think for years we've thought that to be the case, but it's not. It's accessible. And it can be accessed in three seconds, it can be accessed in a ritual that you have in the morning of sitting quietly for a few minutes or writing. These are, these are the things, these are the building blocks that we're talking about here. And I love, um, I'm trying to change the name of soft skills to foundational skills. Real because, skills,
1: Seth Godin calls them real skills. Uh, oh, real skills. skills. It's just right. that. It's, and and the studies, study after study are showing that corporations and organizations are saying it are, it's the human skills, it's the soft skills that are actually needed that, that they need to be bringing in. Yet year after year, they consistently invest more of their resources into the technical skills, even though they know and understand and are stating. That it is the human skills that we need, the, the communication, the empathy, the psychological safety, I mean, just all of those human
2: skills in order to thrive. Yeah. And the space isn't there if you're, a, say, a publicly held company or, oh you know, you're, there, there's so much pressure on mm-hmm. leadership there. And it takes really powerful leadership and a leadership team, which is why the sort of the command and control isn't working anymore. It's really right. understanding the resources mm-hmm. you have. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And embracing so them. And, and, and again, and, we have to pause. Know, I think. Are we pausing? Wait, no, okay. I mean again we have to pause in order to be intentional. You know, this is the way yeah. that I've always shown up, but I want to choose something different. We are what we repeatedly do. I'm gonna throw out <laughs> another quote by uh, it's by FM Alexander and it's
0: you eat potato chips? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? said <laughs> we are what we repeatedly do. So I was thinking I eat potato chip oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I have a potato chip. I'm
2: just <laughs> you're crunchy, oh, you're salty, I and mean- you're tasty. I totally love your quoting FM Alexander. I studied Alexander technique for years. So so people don't
1: determine their futures. They determine their habits and their habits determine their futures. So we need to look at those habits again that we repeatedly do and focus on, don't focus on removing a bad habit. Focus on the trigger that has you doing a habit that you no longer want to continue. Maybe it served you years ago and it's no longer serving you, but look at the trigger of when you start to eat or, you know, whatever it may be, look at the trigger and then choose a habit that will support you in living into the identity as that person who, and start, uh, the habit is just pausing before reaching for the bag of potato chips or whatever it may be. And I'm with you, Elaine, anything, potato, grease and salt, I am in a hundred percent. Oh
0: man. It, I, isn't that a food group? my name. Group?
1: It, yeah,
0: it it my name. I, I love that Lisa. And you know what I'm hearing and I'll just, um, you know, because part of me is just being really vulnerable. And, you know, I've I've been through different team members. I've had big teams, big to me. I've had, you know, up and down the road. And I um, I have a pretty great person. And I'm learning how to work with her. And we had a pretty big breakdown last week. And I texted WTF. I was totally in my freak out zone and you know and a part of me was I was very self-righteous about you know and then you know I kept thinking about it and I was like this is not who I want to be and and my old pattern was like I love you I love you I love you and then something would happen and then I'm like you're dead to me <laughs> and then I and then I leave that person and then I start over. Like that's so my pattern (laughs) with men no that's a one woman show but you know and and so i'm really you know we had like a heart to heart yesterday and i apologized several times and we had a whole like conversation about it and i realized like she's doing so many things that i'm not aware of Mm. and she is like talk about elaine could you pause for a moment So, like, I had made up all these things in my head that were not necessarily true, but I was always so busy, busy, busy trying to, like, get all this stuff done, you know? And so I really hear, like, there is such power in the pause. And, you know, I am working on being a humble servant leader. Mm -hmm. And I, I know there's, I have a big vision and I know I need to get there with the team. So anyway, so I just... I just wanted to share that because I feel like as entrepreneurs or, you know, there's always, you're always working on skills. Yeah. And so,
1: and we're bound to lose our shit, you know. right? Like we really are. Sorry. I keep swearing ladies. Uh, we we are.
0: I'm le- I've never heard such language.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are hardwired to look for the negative. We are hardwired to keep ourselves safe. I mean, we still have the DNA within us of, you know, of the hunters and gatherers where we had to be listening for that sound that is it a dinosaur, is it a saber-toothed tiger? It is still within us. That fight, flight, or freeze is real. And we reach for what we think is safe. So we're really working on keeping ourselves up. And when our brain gets hijacked like that, all we're doing on it literally is visualizing, do, 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 where's the exit, where's the exit, where's the safe zone exit? <coughs> Your safe zone exit, it sounds like, was exactly your choice, right? You're creating the barrier, you're pushing away, you're stating things so that you can create that space for you to be safe. In that
2: pause afterwards, you are able to see you wanted to choose differently. Right. That's beautiful. And and thank you for sharing that example. Yes. Uh, Because we all go through it. We all go through some form of that where we're not sure we haven't communicated something. There's silence, so we put meaning to silence. Um, I right. I am a great manufacturer of all kinds of tales, and I realize that none of them is true until I confirm what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading this book right now uh, by Jill Bolte-Taylor uh, called Whole Brain Living. Mm. Now, at first, I thought it was a book of recipes for zombies, but I realized <laughs> it's not. Jill Bolte Taylor wrote the book, My Stroke of Insight. She's a neuroscientist who had this kind of a stroke that almost happened in slow motion. And so this book is about what she she discovered as different parts of her brain came back online. And she talks about how certain like emotions or feelings last for 90 seconds and then they're gone unless we tell a story about it and keep it Mm -hmm. alive. So i might be grossly oversimplifying it but just understand that we could also i'm not going to do a 90 second pause on here because our (laughs) air time is valuable man it's valuable but 90 seconds so can you tough that out for 90 seconds and let it pass and the thing is our brain then replays those situations
1: and actually changes them our brain sort of lies to ourselves. so it's something like 80% 80% of what we think are our beliefs of what went on are not actually so. <laughs> now, oh don't me that I've read 80? that in multiple different areas that our brain can shift. This can happen so often, right? Our brain shifts it so that it's coming from a different perspective or so that it's not even the real story.
0: Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. See, I knew uh, Kathy and I, we were at this um, retreat in Sedona when we met Lisa And then I remember I thought, oh my God, Kathy Kathy and Lisa.
2: Oh my (laughs) gosh, she's my brain girl. I just, I learned so much from you, Lisa. Oh my God, it's just, (laughs) it's like pour it in, keep it going. It's so
0: exciting though. It's so exciting. Like in AA, you know, we do a lot of cleaning up our side of the street and and that one of the tenants is whenever you're upset at somebody or something, you have a part in it too. Mm -hmm. And when I was newly sober, I was like, what? I disagree, you know, but it's, there's power in that of going, you know what, I'm the common denominator. I'm the one who's had all these different assistants that it hasn't gone well and I have a history of, you know, whatever. Like, so if I'm the common denominator, maybe I can have the shift just because my, at the end of the day, do I need to be right or do I want to be happy? I want to be happy and I want to be effective. Mm So and having that communication, like
1: that's the key thing, is help me understand. Right, there are ways to invite people into that conversation. You know, am I am I clear? And I love what Brene Brown. It um, what does she say? She says something like, "What does done look like?" Mm. So When we're handing something off, so the person. So if I'm handing something off to you, Kathy, and you, you know, I might say, "So what does done look like to you?" Or you might say it to me, so that we're clear. We have these assumptions. I used to do this all the time in my catering business. Uh, it's, you know, a recipe is so easy to me or laying something out is so easy to me. And I would relay what I thought was enough information. And it was about a third of the amount <laughs> that they needed. And I'm like, oh, right, go back and do it. <laughs> so it's, it is you know, what's, what's done look like, I think it's just such a great question. Or, you know, understanding when I start working with someone new, and I'm with you, Elaine. I've done the same thing a hundred times, right? Uh, over the you know thirty years as an entrepreneur, but when I can say in the beginning, all right, we're going to have to go back and forth a little bit until we figure out how each of us communicates and what you know how we can relay what it is that we need to to receive or to give. So when I can lay that foundation, sometimes some we connect immediately and our brains are, are wired together. Other ones it definitely goes back and forth and back and forth, and I have to shift the way up the way shift up the way that I communicate so that my team member can hear what I'm saying and be clear in what the outcome is that I'm searching for. So when I own it and then, but there are also times, as we all know, where it's just like, Oh, it is not a good fit. We're going to have to let you go. Right. 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 That is true.
0: I'm so glad because the old Elaine would have come to our Monday meeting and been like, this isn't working, you know? And part of my upset was at myself because I, I thought I haven't been clear again. I haven't given a check. Like I was really mad at myself too, for the breakdown, but I had made all these assumptions. So anyway, so I come to the conversation and I said, can you just tell me what happened? And I mean, I don't think I've ever done that Mm -hmm. ever. And so I got this amazing information from this amazing human being. (laughs) I was like, You know, when you're thinking, I'm such an asshole, Elaine, you're such, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, my God, you know, and I really heard how she does have checklists and systems in place. And, you know, so it was just communication one on one, you know, I help my clients do it. I'm still learning how to do it for myself.
1: I think, you know, it's all taught, right? We're not taught how to communicate. We are not taught how to utilize anger in an effective way. I'm pissed. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Instead of, oh, oh no, you don't. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So When we can pause and say, all right, what is the trigger? And often it's our values or something that's meaningful for us has been stepped over or stepped on, or maybe we've stepped over something Mm -hmm. that is really important to us. We've morphed who we are to fit in. And now we're pissed at the other person. But we're not taught how to communicate. And the communication that we had when we were younger that we needed to protect ourselves or to or to fit in whatever it is, is no longer serving us, but it's become a habit of who we are. It has become an identity-based habit. We just mm-hmm. need to shift up. We just, I put that into air quotes, need to shift up our identity of, okay, if, my, if I identify as someone who, you know, sucks with money, is horrible with time or whatever, then it almost gives us permission or, you know, right. bad <clears throat> communication. It almost gives us permission to not change it up. But when we can I see again, I think I mentioned this before, see what the trigger was and then start saying, "Okay, here's what I want. Instead, we Mm. can communicate differently. It just needs to be intentional and we need to be aware and show ourselves compassionate curiosity for what went on with us, but also graceful accountability. This is so key in anything that we do. Don't beat yourself up. Don't let yourself off the hook. Right? when we show ourselves and others graceful accountability communication can be far more effective and far more easy
2: graceful accountability
0: that is sexy <laughs> that's going to be our new name we either going to i think we're either going to just put keyword because that can work, right? Or uh, <laughs> graceful accountability. I love
2: it. Well, and I love the way you define it because it's both and, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really a sense of, you know, taking ownership and also, you know, understanding what else is going on. I mean, I, I don't think I said that very well, but I, I think it's the this idea of also understanding that People have skills in all areas of life. So if you, even if you are delegating, somehow implied in the word delegate is that you know more than the person you're delegating to. And that is not true necessarily. I want to delegate to someone who knows more than me. <laughs> Was it you know, Steve Jobs and, who said surround yourself
1: with people who are smarter than you? Or yeah, maybe that was Henry Ford. You know, or both. I
2: want if Henry I, Ford. I Henry worked. Ford. Yeah. I worked in uh, international <laughs> private banking years ago, and we had a lot of clients with um, you know that were in South America that had you know hyphenated last names like you can't believe it's the mother's maiden name, it's this name, it's another one, and then they're a junior. And they just thought they could hire anybody to come in and file files. This is back in the day when you actually had physical files. Well, we spent months trying to find all the different places where that person had mm-hmm. filed the files because they had no idea. So you do pay a price when you when you when you assume that anybody can do a job. Mm-hmm. And um, and I love Elaine how you had that conversation and you were able to clear the air and you went into it rather with then judging, even though that's where you were in the beginning, it was you were curious. So just help me understand Mm -hmm. what happened here. And sometimes it's the hardest thing in the world. I can tell you there are times when I'm gritting my teeth and saying that only because I know that's the right thing to say. You know, I'd love to be able to say that I'm always coming from this place of equanimity and peacefulness (laughs) and all of that. (laughs) with the Buddha in the background there, you know, but uh, there are times when it's just like, I know the right thing to do here is to be curious, you know.
1: And the key for me and the work I do with my clients is anchoring that. We can always anchor when we've gotten angry, said something inappropriate, fallen down, whatever it may be, we can anchor that viscerally within our, our, our hearts and within our bodies. So that emotion can immediately be triggered. Like if you're walking and a big snake goes by, you can be like... <gasps> And then you look down and you're thinking, oh, that's actually just a twig. We can, we can bring that visceral feeling up immediately, but we fail to anchor those lessons. So I, I agree. Elaine, thank you for sharing that. It is such an eye-opening example. And in order to continue doing that, to anchor, to pause, and to realize that I was the person that I wanted to be. When I was really uncomfortable and I behaved in a way that I, I wasn't thrilled with, I chose to pause and get clear and, and connect to, anchor the outcome of this new choice, of this new way of being. So we have that in our back pocket. The same way we have that visceral feeling that pops back up when we say something, or maybe we've embarrassed ourselves in front of someone and we see them, and you can just you get flushed the moment you see them, that emotion comes up. We need to anchor the, the positive emotions and anchor the positive changes in who we are so that we can pull those up when we're stepping into a larger, grander, more expansive
2: space. Mm. Wow. I love it. I want, I, I want you to come back and talk to us like, for like another hour.
1: I'm like, I just love, love Can you tell? <laughs> yes. Is. I love it. It's, it's like it's so
0: fascinating. And it's like, it, I feel like it's like what a lot of what your work is like learning, raising your awareness about your brain, and helping use your self-awareness to help you be more effective instead of like this meaning-making I have a joke that I'm a recovering drama queen <laughs> and some days I am not recovering, right? Like, you know, but like, if so much of it is sort of made up or we have these perceptions and, you know, I mean, we all have these perspectives that we, the glasses we look through, but to me, that is so exciting your work is so cool because um like i i did a video i didn't post yet but about toxic positivity like we mm. love instagram it's fun and everybody seems like tall skinny beautiful and they live in a big beautiful house that i mean that's my perception so i automatically do that compared to spare sometimes like it is it, you know point zero 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 three seconds so i love you know what you're talking about is there's what if we could really change our perception? What if we could really alter who we're being like, that is transformation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like your work is so much more effective than, you know, make it a great day. Like we all (laughs) need those. I make those kind of videos too. And sometimes I'm like, you know, shooting, like, I, I can't handle this today, mm-hmm. but anyway, just, I don't know if I'm making sense. You're making but I a lot of really sense. I think you're totally That's making beautiful. sense
1: because like you said, that comparison <laughs> piece and I, I'm a business growth strategist and I'm a leadership coach where I start with my clients is with the li- the life and leadership mindset. We lay the foundation of our mindset of our habits of who we are and what our identity is. What are the beliefs that are driving the behavior that's not serving you that you want to change? Because when we lay that foundation and we and we of a the understanding and the mindset, but also those soft skills, those real skills, those human skills, then the strategy naturally unfolds and we do we can do it more intentionally. We can show up in those things that were difficult for us before because we were questioning ourselves, or we didn't really know why we were doing it. We weren't anchored to the outcome that we truly wanted. It makes it so much easier for us to show up. So it's it's so hard for the leaders and the high achievers that I work with to be like, wait a minute, you want me to slow down? Like, <laughs> we're sort of putting strategy together. I want to be making, you know, six figures or seven figures in the next six weeks. Like, but when we slow down. I resemble that remark. <laughs> we all, right? I, hey, for me, I, I teach that which I most need to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Yep. But it's it is the, it's those soft skills that we truly need. It is, it, I think of it sort of as archery. We choose this goal that we want to hit, but we still need to step back, pull back, pause, breathe, aim, and fire, right? So we need to mm. put that in every area of our lives. We need to have that moment of pause and gain clarity on... And I don't know about you ladies, but I, I would be willing to bet that a lot of the struggles that you see your clients working with are mindset. They've got the talent. They've got the skills. Mm. They probably oh, yeah. even have a great deal of the resources. It's mm-hmm. yep. putting one foot on shore, one foot on boat, and wondering why we're not successful because we're not putting ourselves fully into it. And then we live into who we believe we are. See, I told you I couldn't do it. I wasn't good enough. I'm horrible at that.
2: Right, right. right. Oh. All right, Lisa. Sorry. I've got, oh my god. <laughs> that <laughs> oh my, is fabulous. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, this is just gold, gold, gold. Um how do people get in touch with you? Um, would you let people know so that if they want to reach out to you or sign up for a newsletter, um, let us know. Thank you. I really appreciate that.
1: Uh, they can check me out at lisadanforth.com. Everything is super easy. lisadanforth.com. You could email me at lisa at lisadanforth.com. My social, my favorite social, or it's not even really social now, is LinkedIn. Which is Lisa Danforth on on LinkedIn. If you go to my website, I actually have a freebie on there that's called Communicate Powerfully Without Apology. Uh, you can download that, and you will get the twelve page ebook that I created, and then some follow up emails, and then you know opt into the newsletter as well. So if you have any questions, please reach out. I would love to chat with anyone. Thank you.
0: Oh man. Awesome. Thank you, Lisa. I know you have, I know you do one-on-ones, you have group programs you've got a lot of stuff going on. And Kathy, you know, Kathy Keegan, uh, my podcast partner, she is, her mission in life is to stop work, needless workplace suffering, which I just love. (laughs) So she is, you know, and she's also a really great, fun, um, overcoming obstacle speaker as well. And she, you know, so if you're in a job and you want to like shoot your foot off you don't know if you should stay or go or whatever, or you're in a job and you're like, I, I need a plan cause I got to get out or whatever. Kathy is your woman. That is her specialty. She's really good at helping you <clears throat> leave empowered so that you're not burning bridges and or reframe where you are so that you're not silent scorning everyone all day long oh silent
2: just... scorn scorning. that's a film hey. yeah never Isn't done that, that
0: a great silent scorn
2: silent scorn what You're talking about i'm fine the <laughs> kathy keegan story <laughs> silent scorn no that's not me and right now um especially people who are in the marvelous messy middle if you're in middle management and you've got people here there and everywhere with an opinion on something give me a call let's have a conversation I would love to be able to support you in managing through that so and i need to talk about my girl elaine because my girl when i say that there's no appropriation there right i'm so sorry i apologize um, no, I, like,
0: I call me a girl all you want i'll take it. so <laughs>
2: elaine williams captivate the crowd tell your story on camera, be authentic. I have seen her clients transform on film because I've seen them on there before and they're kind of, you know, they're fine. They're doing their thing, but Elaine brings it out. And if for most of us, we have to communicate this way now, right? This is just it. We're gonna be on camera and, that, and that's just the way it is. So Elaine, say a little bit more too about what you do. She's awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Oh,
0: thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I mean, I love helping people get confident on camera and with their speaking publicly. And I've recently been really getting into short form video because that's super hot right now. So I do master classes once a month on that. <clears throat> and then I have, I'm doing a class tomorrow on content creation because every person I know is always like, what do I say? What do I say, help, you know? And so um, so if you reach out to me, Elaine at captivate the crowd.com, I can put you on the list so that you can come to the free trainings. And I love helping people find their voice and own their power and tell their story so that you can get out and have the bigger impact you know you're meant to make.
2: Oof. beautiful.
0: Awesome. Lisa, thank uh. you so much for joining us. This was, I feel like we could talk mm-hmm. for five hours next time. we were definitely gonna <laughs> shoot longer. I'm just I mean, We, we, we did threaten fun. that. We did threaten, but thank you so much. <laughs> Love you guys. Have an awesome, awesome rest of your day.
1: Bye-bye,
2: everybody. Human, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. So long, everybody.
0: Yay, Hello. you made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or kathy at kathykeegan.com or elaine at Captivate the crowd.com. See you next time.